the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. Dominate the summer with an amazing pair of shorts and free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That is birddogs.com slash pool. Yes, sir. We are back for another edition of the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real, really real, really real, from Virginia here at your service. And uh, we are back yet again. The Seattle Storm have quickly become one of my favorite teams in the WNBA. Because, matter of fact... And they're storming all over as they've won outright as an eight-point dog plus 260 on the money line. Seattle Storm just continue to get it done. Can't wait to talk about them negate. Today, I have SGPN contributor John Gindor with me. Gindy, what's going on? Oh, you know, just another day, another dollar. Uh, Really excited to talk be able to break away on my lunch break, talk about some uh, WNBA. Some people eat. Uh, I talk about the WNBA during lunch. So, And that's true DGEN. True DGEN thing is I'm doing the same di- thing during my lunch break, also dropping an episode and talking about WNBA. So it never stops. The grind never stops for us. And I'm not wasting much, if any, time at all. We have a three-game slate in the WNBA. I would recap what I – what did I do last – what did what, what did me and – uh, either way, honestly, I don't remember what we did last episode. And I, the crazy thing is, before we were starting this episode, I was just sitting there saying, man, I really, really need to do something. There's something I'm supposed to be doing, and I can't remember what I was supposed to do. And what I was supposed to do was add the picks from last episode to the pick sheet so I could be able to tell you what I did last episode. Unfortunately, because my memory is terrible, I couldn't do that. So I'm sitting here trying to look at the episode and remember off the dome of what the heck did we even bet but that doesn't matter. All you need to know is that if you go on Tally site right now, you're going to see me at 50, 58.7%, 59, something like that against the spread overall, money line against the spread and total for the WNBA this season. So that's motivation enough if you haven't been listening to this podcast for long enough that you need to continue listening to podcasts because right now for the season, I'm somewhere close to 60% of hitting these bets, including the Seattle Storm that we just got this weekend on the money line. Very much so good activity there. So let's go ahead and get started with the slate for today. We have the Atlanta Dream going up against the Dallas Wings. Dallas Wings opened up. I saw them at minus three and a couple shops. Honestly, I think that minus three was probably only if you lived in Vegas and you are true, true degen where you're probably somewhere in the vicinity of the sports book where you can get online and bet that minus three at like three o'clock in the morning. Well, midnight over there. No, I had it about I had it about an hour ago. So because I wrote it down too, I have Dallas minus three here. So I, I was able to get it. I did get in on Dallas minus three, not to cut you All right. off. But no, it's all good. But now that is consensus minus three and a half at almost every other shop that you're looking at here. Total opened up at 168 and a half. That has ballooned all the way to 172 by this point. 
going here and looking up an injury report for these two teams. And I have here for the Atlanta Dream, uh, coming back last game from her knee injury, and she's ex- and I believe she's expected to play today as well. We had Danielle Robinson return from that knee injury. She was not on the injury report. She did make her way back into the lineup, and so you can expect to see her playing today. Ari McDonald did not play, and she is not expected to be back until early July for. For the Dallas Wings, they finally put a timetable on Diamond to Shields, and it looks like late August, towards the end of the season, is when you could potentially see a return for who. And then you still have Lou Lopez, who is out with the knee injury, and she is expected to come back sometime between mid-July. So nothing really uh, telling for any of these injury reports in terms of this game. These are the same players that have been out for a while. Gendy, I'm going to go to you. It sounds like you've already gotten down on Dallas minus three. What do you like about Dallas today? This is probably out of the three-game slate, the hardest one that I had uh, picking. I think both these teams are kind of rolling, and they seem to keep getting better and better as time goes on. Um, So I'm expecting this, uh, expecting Dallas to um, be able to cover the three just because the firepower, I think, they have just two absolute weapons that are putting up consistently 20. Enrique just dropped 41 on, what was that, Saturday? She dropped 41. I mean, they just, they are a good offense. Um, and I just don't know if Atlanta is there to be able to fully keep up with them yet. Yeah, Uh Enrique did have a major game and a loss in that game against the Seattle Storm. The Seattle Storm are inevitable. Let's just play that one more time. All right, so I am here, and I think that this is a pretty solid bounce-back spot for the Wings in terms of the level of defense that they're going up against and the fact that they can – really put themselves back at 500 and and this Atlanta dream team that we've seen over the course of the season, they've been okay. Six and four against the spread. So that's pretty solid, but on the road, they've been really, really good. And they have a bunch of really, really good road wins here. Look at the last three games for them. They go on the road in this road trip that ends with, this is the last game of a four game road trip for them, which is extremely long in the WNBA. Just think about, you know, the difference in travel between NBA and WNBA and the facts that in the fact that you have uh, them flying commercial, like they're not out here getting charter flights. They're not private planes. They're going through the airport, going through TSA, doing all this stuff. And now they've done this four games in a row, but, they're 3-0 and during that span, and they get a win against the New York Liberty. They get a win against the Connecticut Sun. Two very, very good wins. Two almost double-digit dog favorite wins uh, closed at plus 10 for the against the New York Liberty. Shout-out to me on that one. And plus 8.5 for the Connecticut Sun. Do not shout me out for that one because I was on the wrong side of that one. And then you had them come out and – even in what seemed like a letdown spot, they were still able to get it done against the Indiana Fever, who'd been playing really good basketball. But unfortunately for them, they haven't been able to defend in almost any of these games. 94 points to the Indiana Fever, 88 points to the Connecticut Sun, 79, that's better, to the New York Liberty. So if you go through and you look and you break these up, 
So the last three games that they played on this trip and the Atlanta Dream are ninth in the WNBA in terms of opponents points per game, giving up 87.0 points per game. And funny, funny that the New York Liberty are actually the outlier that's dragging that stat down. So I think that this Atlanta team, while they are getting really, really hot right now, they're playing very, very good on the road. And it kind of makes me concerned to fade them with how good they're playing on the road. But this is kind of a look ahead spot here to rematch with the Liberty at home at the end of this week. You're looking to finally being back in your home bed. Are they going to be there? No. Long? No, because they have to get right back on the road and go up to D.C. the next week. But once this is over, what is this Tuesday? Once this game is over, you're getting almost a week at home. And so that's just something to look forward to. And it could be a little bit of a sluggish kind of look ahead game for the Atlanta dream here. Again, 87 points per game in the last three games. The only team that, it, well, not the only team, but worse than them is the Dallas wings who have given up 96.7 points per game in the last three games. And so needless to say, I love the over here. I understand why it's ballooned up this much. And I, I mean, I'm not taking an under with either one of these two teams. Uh, if I had a play and I probably will play, it, I think that I would go with the Atlanta dream team total over just because even though I think this could be a little bit of a letdown spot for the dream, they still should be able to score points here again, 109 to the Seattle storm. You have a 79, to the Las Vegas, not Las Vegas, but the Los Angeles Sparks and a nine and 102 points given up to the New York Liberty. And so even if we take that and we push that out to the last five games for the Dallas Wings and the defense is still not there. Last five games between these two teams, Atlanta Dream have given up 91.2 points per game. That is last in WNBA. Dallas Wings at 89.2. That is second to last in WNBA. I'm not taking an under with either one of these two teams. So did the total balloon up? Yes. Are we getting the worst part of the number? Yes. It doesn't matter. I still like it. Give me the over 172. And in terms of the game, I'm just going to sit here and say that I think Dallas is in a prime spot for a bounce back spot and just to catch the Atlanta dream slipping. So the Atlanta dream actually, when we, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, but when we talk about first half margin, second half margin and how teams are playing in the first and second half of these games and the Atlanta dream, struggle they struggle more in the first half of games but their second halves are really really good and and if you think about that liberty game think about the connecticut sun game they really really put together a really good second half to be able to put themselves in position to win those games and so now i think that i like that same kind of history same kind of trend to go in this game and where they kind of struggle in that first half a little bit so Dallas Wings looking for a pick-me-up, especially after having an amazing offensive game, but just giving up way too much on the defensive end. And the Atlanta Dream a little bit sleepy in kind of looking ahead to finally getting home after this really, really long load trip. So I like Dallas Wings first half. That's probably one of my favorite plays on the side here. And what's that? Minus one and a half is what I see, minus 105. I will take that for the Dallas Wings in the first half. But in, 
gun to my head, full game, what I'm putting on Tally's site, I'll be on the Dallas Wings minus three and a half uh, as well. Gendy, any player props or anything else total? What deals do you like in this game? I just wanted to wrap up something you said too. I'm on the over um, as well. I got in at 170, um, but I'm thinking this game, it could be 100 to 100, 102 to 100. It's it's going to be uh, pretty high scoring. And then I think the reason for the dream with the, why they do so better in the second half, I watched a game yesterday, or yeah, not yesterday, what was that? Um, Sunday. Graydon, she scored two points in the first half and then went off for like 19 in the second half. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens more than we, we've realized. I think she is a second-half player, so she just – well, not the game that I, I had, or I think that's what I actually had last time out, was the fact that this uh, Alicia Gray had like eight points in the beginning. I think it was that Sun game. She had like eight points in the beginning of the game and then didn't do anything else again until the fourth quarter. So, so uh, she, 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 she burned me there. <laughs> yeah. Um, player props. There's a couple. Um, it's getting hard to start doing Dallas because they're just inflating the numbers so much. I mean, Sabali's rebounds are now over and under 11 and a half. Like, yeah, will she do that? Most likely. But, I mean, we were getting it at 7, 8. Now it's all the way up to she needs to get 12 to, uh, you know, cover. Um, So it's getting to the point where I'm kind of staying away from those. Um, But Enrique is over 24 and a half. Uh, I like that. I, I think she's moving forward. I think her and Sabali are going to be both good for at least 20 mm-hmm. uh, a game. And I mean, Sabali is 21 and a half. I mean, they've been doing it pretty consistently. They might have a bad game here, there, but they're both going over 20 pretty, or at least close to it. Um, I like Howard. I think she's really coming out of that funk. Um, and Sunday's game showed that she was really kind of in control. Uh, she's at over, uh, over under 17 and a half at minus 130. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like her at 20 plus. Uh, it's plus money. And I think she can go off for 20 plus almost any night. So give me the plus money on her, uh, plus 126. And Enrique, 30 plus is plus 360. Um, and besides points, I like Cheyenne Parker over seven and a half rebounds. I think that's a little bit, it's low. She's had double digits or seven, I let's say seven plus in all her games except for one and double digits in. A decent amount or maybe that's the past five actually not all her games but the past five so i think seven and a half is pretty pretty low for her all right yeah no i like it um let's see here for myself i am going to go with let me see. What do I, what do I like here on the board? That's for I can get some plus money value here. And yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Satsu again. I just think on the inside that yeah, yeah, you got Cheyenne. Yes, you're getting Daniel Robinson back, but I just don't think it's enough. So Satsu's at 21 and a half. It's a lot, but I, I, I'm fine with that, and I'm fine with. Uh, Laying, you know, not, not laying, but more of taking that large inflated number with Satu Sabli. I think she can get close to 25 points per game in this one. Uh, 
yeah, everything's inflated more just because of the just because of the scoring. Like we're expected to see a lot of scoring here. And so maybe we take a stab at Arike over four and a half assists. That could be another option or another way to fade or another way to play it. I, I can't get there on a Satsu under on rebound. She's just so dominant yeah. in glass. I'm just and, staying away. I'm not I'm not one that really likes to bet but unders on much of anything. So I'm I'm staying away. All right, let me see I've been, here. I've been, what? I've been smashing the Sabali rebounds all year, and this is the first time, I think, where I'm just like, I can't play it. Yeah, all right. Well, before we get into the rest of the slate, got to talk to you about bird dogs because bird dogs make you look good. Bird dogs are the stretch catchy khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer throughout the summer. And I mean, if you saw me on the SGP show yesterday, you should see Sean Mur model his bird dogs. Absolutely. If you just need a visual or you just kind of want to see a middle-aged white guy modeling shorts, you should definitely go back and check out that pod and see that youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. But that is bird dogs. They make everybody look slim. Everybody look fit. You get a nice fit. You don't have to sacrifice movement. You can move around, jump up and down, run up and down the sideline at your kids' soccer games like Kramer does with his bird dogs. You can do that. And so go ahead and tap into bird dogs because you enter promo code pool p-o-o-l and you can get a free yeti style tumbler with your order like why why not you're going to order them anyway so go ahead and get you a free tumbler go to birddogs.com slash pool that is birddogs.com slash pool you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you that all right next game on the slate we have the minnesota lynx going to play the los angeles sparks in la these two teams actually have played twice in the past two weeks i believe uh, let me make sure i have that right i'm pretty sure it's like twice in the past two weeks and yes so yeah, twice in the they played on the 11th and they played on the 16th. Minnesota Lynx won both of those games. First game going 91-86, second game going 77-72. They were a one and a half point dog in the first one and a five and a half point dog in the second. So, LA gonna be looking to try to buck the trend there. Open up at minus seven and a half. They are now minus five and a half. Total open up at 160 and a half. It is now down to 157 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Minnesota Lynx, Ariel Powers is out with ankle injury. Jessica Shepard is out with an illness. Diamond Miller is still out indefinitely with her ankle injury. And then for the Los Angeles Sparks, you have Lexi Brown, who is out with an illness. Uh, Nia Cloudin is out with a knee injury. And that might be a little bit more significant than we thought because they did sign just Destiny Henderson uh, to that team. So she is now a part of the Los Angeles Sparks. All right. I'm going to kick it over to you, Gindy. You have the Minnesota Lynx, yet again, another five-and-a-half-point dog in L.A. Are you backing them? No, I'm, I was going to take the Sparks to cover six, so you're telling me it's down to five-and-a-half. I'm definitely – I mean, I just – the Lynx team are – I hate saying they're just – I don't know. They're not that great. And I, something I notice in watching the game is it's not even the, that the players – like, to me, Cheryl Reeves kind of looks 
a little bit. I watched a couple timeouts and she really didn't say anything. It was kind of, it was against the aces and she was just sitting there and I'm like, I get it. You're getting blown out, but there's more games in the season. So I really just, I didn't like what I, I saw there. And I know you've talked about um, aerial powers played a little bit more. It just does not seem like all is well there um, versus where I think the sparks are playing pretty well. They seem to be getting, um, better. I am concerned again with Lexi Brown missing. Uh, she does make up for a decent amount of scoring. Um, but I think the Sparks will cover, I don't want to say relatively easy, but I think I, I'm just not high on, on Minnesota. Uh, I don't know. I am. In that last game, Minnesota was getting a lot of really, really good looks, and they shot 50%, 51% if we want to round up to the in the field in that last game. And they were just getting a lot better looks. Like, Nafisa Collier was able to get to the basket and do whatever she really wanted to do. She has 24 and 25 in the two games this season versus this team. And not to add the nine and six rebounds that she had up there. She had a six assist game in there as well. So she's been playing really, really good against this team. And I don't think they really have an answer for her defensively. So if I can just pencil her in for 20 points, that really, really takes the pressure off. And then you can get a Tiffany Mitchell who may be able to go off here or there. Kayla McBride, who we know is a scorer and able to score and help them on. uh, Maybe you can get her assist again and be able to find somebody like a Rachel Bantam outside for three. And so it, it it just seems like defensively the Minnesota Lynx have started to step things up a little bit. I know they just got blown out by the Aces, but who doesn't get blown out by the Aces? There's a lot of teams that get blown out by the Aces. And now, you know, this Minnesota team's kind of coming into their own with the staff that they have and yes, Lexi Brown being out again does concern me for the Sparks. I I think I'm going to play this by playing Minnesota's team total over. And so with the line dropping and adding in the spread, they have a team total of 76 and a half. They scored over this in the two games prior this season already. I want to back the links. I don't know how. I didn't know how I wanted to back the links until I just kind of talked it out with how good Nafis Collier's been. And, the, you know, it's been creating higher percentage looks for everybody else. That it feels like Minnesota Lynx team total over 76 and a half is kind of the way I want to go in this one. Los Angeles Sparks team uh, still haven't really figured it out all the way there defensively yet. If we look at their past five games in terms of what they've been able to do on the defensive end opponents points per game. They are giving up. Oh, wow. They actually turned it up 74.8 points per game in the last five games. And we sit there. Let's go back and dig into that a little bit more. We have 83 to the sun last time out. That was really, really brutal. The sun went on. It was 74, 74 all and the sun went on a 9-0 run to end the game. So very, very brutal loss there. Gave up 77 to the Lynx. Then you have a 61 to the Wings. That was a really good win for them. That 91 piece to the Lynx and then a 62 to the Sky. So they actually have turned it up a little bit more defensively. And I, I guess that's why you see the number coming in to the under. But 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to fade to take a third stab at them with this Lynx team. It just seems like the Lynx have their numbers. So I've talked myself into the team total over for the Lynx. I guess I'm talking myself into a full game over because I do think this would be a closer of a game. But five and a half, six, that still feels a little bit much. Like, I think this Sparks team probably does get a win, but Slink's team is competitive with teams that are not at the top of the conference. So, and that's how they're playing right now. So I, I'm going to take the Lynx plus five and a half still. I think this is more of a 2.3.1 possession game, especially how that Sparks team ended that game. Like, that, that's just sitting on my mind a little bit, that, that 9-0 run they gave up at the end of that Connecticut Sun game and how well they played. So uh, I, I like the Sparks early, definitely trying to get some get back on the uh, Minnesota Lynx here for losing the first two games. So I think that they'll they'll play a little bit better in the first uh, in the early on in the game, I may have a first quarter or first half play on them, just kind of running the numbers. I can tell you, yeah. Uh, first half sparks is minus two and a half because I have have it in here. At least when I last looked, it could have moved by now, but it was sparks first half to cover two and a half. So, all right, and then looking here. Uh, in the last five games, the Minnesota Lynx actually are last in terms of points per game in the first half, 38.2 points per game. Los Angeles Sparks, a uh, little bit better. They're all the way up at seven at 41 points per game in the first half. I think that's how I want to play it. I don't think I want to wait until the end of the game. Sitting here looking at first half margin, it's a minus 3.4 for the plus minus first half for the Minnesota Lynx. Los Angeles Sparks, 4.8. That makes them fourth best in terms of plus minus in the first half, and the Minnesota Lynx are down at eight. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to back the Los Angeles Sparks here in the first half. I'll take the Minnesota Lynx for the full game, plus five and a half, and I, I will take that Minnesota Lynx team total over 76 and a half. Anything else you like here? Props, totally. Yeah. Anything. In terms of props, um, Jordan Canada, over five and a half assists. She is the facilitator. I mean, point blank, and especially with Lexi Brown out. I mean, what was it that game before they, they did the emergency signing? Jordan Canada played the entire game, mm -hmm. period. She, she didn't come out. So if your point guard's not coming out of the game, Five and a half assists isn't that, really that much, especially for somebody at her passing talent. So, um, also, Neca is uh, at nineteen and a half. Um, I think she's pretty golden for going for twenty a night until uh, for the near future, at least if not the whole season. She's she's been absolutely dominant. So, I like her at nineteen and a half, and I'll probably talk a little bit more about that later. Yeah, no. So, I mean, here you talk about Jordan Canada. I was also eyeing her assists. It's at five and a half. Look at her month of June. In the month of June, these are the numbers for assists. Five, seven, five, five, eight, six, five, six. During the month of June, she has never had an assist game less than five. So five is the baseline. We need one more more than that. And she's getting the minutes 
usage, like you said, that last game she against the Minnesota Lynx, she did play all 40 minutes. She played 34 minutes. And if anybody that is just tapping into the W that didn't know, they only have 40 minutes in the game for 10-minute quarters. So she has 34 minutes. She has 40 minutes. She has 33, 35 uh, looking for the season, she's averaging 32.25 minutes per game. So she definitely has plenty of opportunity, especially with the ball handling. The ball is going to be in her hand, especially with Flexi Brown out. And now you're still working Zaya Cook into the uh, rotation. We'll see if Destiny Henderson, if we see a Destiny Henderson appearance in this game or not. I still think she's going to get plenty, plenty of usage. So I do like that look at. And with Clarendon out. With Clarendon out, too. I mean, they're pretty low on guards. So. Uh, another play that I like here is I am going to go to, I, I just don't see how we don't play Nafisa Collier with the, the 24 and 25 that she had in the previous two games. I think she's another person that we can sit there and feel comfortable that she's going to try to get to her shot. And they really don't have anything to kind of slow her down. You, you can throw neck. You don't want to burn NECA too much on the yeah. defensive end, but you have Derrica Hamry. We'll see if she'll be able to make some type of adjustment. Maybe they bring Chanea Gumake back into the starting lineup for this game and just say, hey, we're going to burn you on the Fisk Collier and just try to hold her under 20 points. I don't know, but until I see it, I'm just going to keep rolling with the Fisk Collier. Yeah, you stole me. Team. I took a note here to said to make sure when I get off this with you to make sure I go in and play that before it goes up any further. So you sold me on that as well. Yeah, and uh, let's see here if I can find anything else that I would like for in terms of the links. Because, again, I do think they scored Tiffany Mitchell over nine and a half points feels like a pretty good look. And just the terms of now, if they do limit, and it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's really a hedge, but just a way to green up. Because there is a, a world of possibility where I see in this game of they're trying to force the ball out of Nafis Collier's hands. And who is it going to go in? It's going to go into somebody who's trying to play themselves into a most improved player of the year. And that's Tiffany Mitchell. And so I think that she absolutely can have a huge game in this one. I like the over nine and a half. I see that on underdog for Tiffany Mitchell. All right. Anything else you have for this one? Nope. Good on this All right. Before we get to the last game, me and Plate and I got to talk to you about Underdog Fantasy because Best Ball Mania 4 is, no, yeah, 4 is here. And Underdog is giving you away. Roman numerals are really, really hard to read, people. <laughs> uh, Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog is giving away $15 million in prizes. Plus, they have the Pick'em Contest, Player Prop Pick'em Contest that you can get into. And I be going in there and dabbling in the WNBA Player Prop Pick'em Contest because... I mean, they're great. I got a couple auto bets from uh, later tonight that I'm going to have in my pick'em contest. If you know me in the Connecticut Sun, you know that I'm going to have an auto bet in there. I'm also going to throw Satu Sabli over 21 and a half points because I think this is a high-scoring game, and she's been very, very consistent over the year. And so I'll throw Satu Sabli in there. That's, what's that? 3x. Three times my payout right there. I also... I, I like the Cheyenne Parker look as well. I think she can get some looks on the inside. So I'll add Cheyenne Parker over 16 points in there as well. And, of course, you know, I got to come back down. I like 
what we were talking about her Jordan Canada over five and a half assists. I'm throwing that in there. That's a four pick parlay. Uh, if we add the play that I'm going to talk to you about, the auto bet play in a little bit, I'm not going to tease that, but you'll listen to that. But Jordan Canada as well, Satu Sabli over 31 and a half points, Jordan Canada over five and a half assists, Cheyenne Parker over 16 points. And that is a payout. If you put in $25, no insurance, you can get $250. If you want to take the insurance and lower your payout, you can get a max of $150. So go tap into underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That is underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All righty, here we have last game up on the slate. The Connecticut Sun traveling to... Seattle, the play of Seattle Storm. Sun are a minus eight and a half point favorite. One sixty and a half is the total injury report here for these two teams that we have for the Connecticut Sun. Nothing to report. Clean injury report for them. And for the Seattle Storm, guess what? Nothing to report. We're seeing all systems go for these two teams. All right. I know what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing. Wine opened up at seven. It has belonged to minus eight and a half. What are you doing here between the Connecticut front and the I know we've talked about it before. This store team is so good at covering or even sometimes just being a straight dog for us. Again, this is hard. Um, Six and four against the spread this season. Yeah, I... I don't know. I feel like I feel like Connecticut's really going to give them some fits tonight, uh, defensively especially. So I think they're going to beat them by ten. So I'm going to take the Sun um, to cover uh, under 159. I'm thinking a little bit lower scoring just because of how good the Sun are on defense. And obviously, that if I'm taking the Sun to cover the points, I think the Sun are going to win outright too. So. It's where I'm at with it. Yeah. So it's very obvious for me, if anybody didn't know, I am backing the Seattle Storm here plus eight and a half. And here's the reason why, because we have a tale of two worlds here where I'm not talking about, you know, I mean, am I playing Seattle on the money line at plus 310 absolutely but we're talking about the spread here plus eight and a half if you look at the season seattle's three and seven for the season connecticut sun nine and three so there's a big discrepancy there seattle one and five straight up at home connecticut sun five and one straight up on the road okay we get it even look at it as a favorite as a favorite connecticut sun are six and one and as an underdog in their 10 games again three and seven for the Seattle Storm straight up. But against the spread, that nine and three record for the Connecticut Sun turns into six, five, and one. And for the Seattle Storm, that three and seven record turns into six and four. Four and two, both of these two teams really on the road for the Connecticut Sun and at home for the Seattle Storm here. But I'm gonna continue to take 
this Storm team catching a bunch of points because this is a team that consistently, very, very consistently, does not give up in games and continues to put themselves in position to, at the very least, cover the spread. They are three and two over the last five games covering the spread. They cover. They split a meeting with Washington between a back-to-back set with Washington. They did cover against the Phoenix Mercury and the Dallas Wings. They did not cover against the Las Vegas Aces. This team is putting themselves in position. I like it. I'm going to take it and continue to go and take it. I like the Connecticut, not Connecticut, but the Seattle Storm here to get it done yet again, plus eight and a half at home. And here... We have the total. Totals at one sixty and a half. What do you like there? I like the under, for sure. I I think I think Connecticut's just, if not the best defensive team, they're in the conversation. Um, and I just think they are going to give Jewel a problem tonight. And if you're giving her a problem, I don't know who else is going to really, you know, be able to deliver on her off how good she is offensively so i just feel like it's going to be a little bit lower lower scoring than we're we're used to yeah very much so i am whoa did i did i lose them no you're good are we still here no okay all right i I don't know what happened there but uh, yeah, there's a plus. Sees, uh, looks like there's a plus nine and a half on FanDuel. I would 100% bet that. But uh, yeah, in terms of the spread here, I, I like the Storm. So I actually think that they're going to find ways to score. I think that is pretty correlated. If you like the Connecticut sign, you think it's because they hold the Storm's defense. But I think they're going to find ways to be able to score here and continue to just share the ball, get the ball around. I'm going to continue to back this team. The line is moving in my favor a little bit. I had a little bit of an inkling to the over. Again, the Seattle team, while they are covering games, they are still giving up points defensively. Gotten a little bit better, but over the last five games, they are still at about 82.4 points per game, giving up. Can I get signed? Last five games, not that much ahead of them 82 points per game so i still think that there is the door opening for these teams to be able to score it's probably going to come from the outside a little bit more for the uh, seattle storm than it is for the connecticut sun but i still think i can see points so i'm going to actually go against you i'm going the over 160 and a half here for these two and for any player props that you like in this one what's, what's catching your eye I'm sure you and me are going to agree on this one. I think you said it's going to be your autoplay. I'm assuming this is what you were hinting at. Um, Alyssa Thomas over seven and a half assists. Very I mean, much so. Half the time she gets it done in the first half anymore. Uh, so I like that one. And I'm also looking at Jones over 15 and a half points. Um, she's a, becoming a lock for 15 at this rate. So for only, if I think she's a lock at 15 and it's only 15 and a half, that's that's one more point. Um, so I think she gets that. Um, she She's becoming quite uh, quite a quality post player and somebody they could really depend on. So I'm looking for 15 and a half there. 
Yeah, very much so. I like Brown Jones, 15 and a half points. Everybody knows at this point my auto bet is Alyssa Thomas assists. I've been talking about this at the beginning of the season and that she could very well average close to a triple-double for the entirety of the season. And look at her now, 15 points, 10.2 rebounds, and 7.7 assists. She's well on her way. And so uh, last game, a big 12-assist outing from her. Uh, She has covered this line in – Four, uh, three of the last four games here with 12, 7, 8, and 12. I expect her to, she's always, she's the ball handler. She's the point forward for this team. And and because they don't have kind of that true point guard, facilitating point guard that they did have in a Jasmine Thomas, they are now using Alyssa Thomas in that role that continued from last year. And even with the new coaching staff, they're still putting her in that role. So she's always going to be able to have the opportunity to make the right read and stack up on assists. So Alyssa Thomas, again, seven and a half. That's an auto play for me. I do really like that Brianna Jones play 15 and a half. We, I've talked about her in the past and said that 15 is basically her floor, like 12, maybe 12, 13. Like that's basically the floor that you have with uh, Brianna Jones and because Jockwell Jones left because she got to move into that starting lineup she has consistently consistently shown out and it doesn't seem like the books are catching up to it or willing to change the number for her look at her in the month of June 12 21 15 12 18 28 and 17 she has gone over this in one, two, three, four of the seven games in June. And anytime she's not hit it, she's basically hit that bottom line is 12. Like she's never been under 12 points in a game. And so I like her again with just the fact that I know I can kind of pencil her in for about 12 points. That's just two extra baskets and we can get over this total. So I'm continuing to play Brianna Jones points over especially in this one where i think that easy mcbegger is going to have her hands full here and with all the bigs for connecticut and trying to slow them down you're going to see a lot of easy you're going to see a lot of uh, everybody else trying to keep the ball out of those out of the bigs hands i don't see a points prop for jordan horston that's kind of let me see if i can look somewhere else and pull up a points prop for jordan horston because jordan horston has rookie player been playing a lot better for uh the seattle storm and also just kind of been doing a lot of the grunt work she can go down she can rebound she can assist she can score i don't see a points prop for her but if something pops up for jordan Harrison over the course of the day i will like that look as well Anything else here you like for the Seattle Storm and the nope. uh, Connecticut I'm, Sun? I'm, I'm good on that one. All right, then let's go ahead and transition things to our lock and dog and close things out here. Gindy, I will let you go first. What is your lock and dog for this slate? Um, my lock is Atlanta-Dallas over. Um, I had it at 170, but you said it changed to 172, but I'm still liking it, so I'm locked in at uh, Atlanta-Dallas over. Um, and if I had to lock in on a player, I'm with you on AT's assists. So, all right. And what well, was that plus money? Was that like plus one on it? Oh boy, I don't have. You mean the assists or the over? Yeah. What was your dog? Oh, sorry, I didn't even get there. Uh, for my dog, I'm actually getting a little fancy tonight. I'm doing three leg parlay at. Okay. Uh, Plus six eighty one. I got Thomas over seven and a half assists. Ryan Howard twenty plus points. 
Um, and I was originally going NECA over 19 and a half points, but I'm actually going to switch it to Canada over five and a half assists. Um, but I'm probably going to play both of them in a parlay. So that's about plus 681. All right. Uh, plus 681 parlay. Big dog injury energy coming from Gindy here on the slate. For me, I am going to. How do I want to set things up today? Let's go to Dallas Wings first half, minus one and a half. That is Malak. For my dog. Let's do we just take Seattle on the money line again? I mean, they've got one win at home. What who did the storm have on deck? The storm had Minnesota. Okay, still on a road trip. Minnesota, second game, uh, middle sandwich spot of road trip. Uh, hmm. Minnesota is also sitting there as well. Let's go to if Jewel Lloyd has a big game, Seattle wins. But Jewel Lloyd can also have a big game. And oh, is that me? I don't know. No, it wasn't. Uh Jewel Lloyd can also not have a big game and they not win. Let mm, nah. Let's let's just trust Seattle. I just trust Seattle. Seattle's been playing really good. And so I think that's the thing that would shock everybody on the state on the slate today if Seattle got a win outright versus the Connecticut Sun. So I'm just going to take Seattle plus 360. That's a high enough number where I'm fine sprinkling on it. Seattle plus 360 on the money line. Get it done. Seattle's no more inevitable. Get it done against the Connecticut Sun here today. All right. Gindy, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Nope. I'm good. Just looking forward to another good night at WNBA basketball. Yeah, absolutely. For me, make sure you go ahead and check out us on YouTube. If you're not already, youtube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast. You can just catch us on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network YouTube as well. If you want to catch us there, likes, comments, all that stuff. You heard the chat was going today. We had people in the chat come in, hop in the chat, talk with us there. Other than that, you can find him at Guineana Jones, me at really real underscore underscore, and leave a review if you haven't. Wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, do all of that. That really helps the show. And then we can maybe get some more episodes out here. Y'all want to hear more episodes? You want more WNBA talk? I need to see those reviews. We need results. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of any podcast is just going to end it like this. We are out of here.